Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a championship edition of Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system as we break down the National Football League Conference Championship Games. And, Mike, Dave, just... Two more. Dave. Great games. Just two great games, Mike. Dave, before we get there, I got to know. I got to, got to get me some information from you. Double dip, Syracuse University, Dave Pennick. Is Tom Brady still in the NFL? Is the GOAT still active? Is the GOAT retired? As of right now. Right now, Monday, we're recording at 7.15 p.m. Monday at 7.15, yes. And as we speak, Tom Brady is on his uh, show on Sirius XM with Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald, and Mm. they are going to get into it. And so we should hear more. Uh, But I think based on everything we've heard and the sources, he's done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The goat has been taken out to pasture, and I don't even think he's the goat. (laughs) Fair enough. Now, uh, should Adam Schefter use his immense um, tree of knowledge and social media presence to announce his own retirement after this fiasco, saying that Tom Brady retired, and now and everyone gave the outpouring of you're the GOAT, and Brady said, whoa, 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 wait a minute, and even went as far as to call Jason Light, the um, GM of the box, and said, I haven't decided anything uh, over the weekend, so... Is Adam Schefter on the chopping block? He had some other stumbles over the summer with NFL stuff. Obviously, he's the NFL guy for ESPN. Uh, I don't root for people to lose their jobs, but this is twice in six months that he has shown non-accurate information and less than um, good business sense. What do you think, buddy? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, on some levels, he's almost too good for his own good. Okay. Because he's just... He's breaking he, his own news? He's, he's just... No, he's just breaking stuff like he always does, and he's he's not... He's, like, wrapped up... Sorry, not what I said. He's wrapped up in his own aura of just, I got to break this news without perhaps, you know, getting it from the source. But, no, I think Adam Schefter, Shefty, as they like to call him, I think he will... Stay off the chopping block for okay. now. Okay. As we say around here at Think Tank Sports, when news breaks, we fix it. So let's get right into the championship oh, series. With, um, all right. So, Dave, before we get into the game itself with the Bengals and the Chiefs, I told you uh, via text over the weekend I had several questions for you from a Buffalo Bills perspective. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we all know that Double Dip Dave is a uh, – big Buffalo Bills fan, and uh, it was just crushing last week to have them lose in overtime to the Chiefs, and here we go in the championship Sunday, first game up, uh, are those said Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals, what's the mood, what's the feeling, what's the uh, interest level in the game uh, around a Buffalo Bills household at three o'clock on a Sunday? <clears throat> Oh, I, look, I'm I definitely into it now. Of course, I was coming home from work on Sunday, so 
uh, had the game on on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, folks, they do actually they still, have, still yeah. have the radio. Hashtag old school, yeah. To, yeah. Yep, and Ian Eagle was on the game. The Birdman, uh, nice. After uh, being uh, in East Lansing for the Michigan-Michigan State basketball game on Saturday, mm-hmm. he hopped on a plane and ended up down there in Kansas City or drove. I don't know. He probably flew. Probably. Um, but yeah, no, very interested. Uh, still a football household, and and I think you know Bills fans um, definitely interested. Now I did talk to uh, a fellow Bills fan, uh, and I didn't see the beginning again because I was driving home. Um, but he did say that he teared up a little bit at the beginning of the uh, broadcast when they were kind of showing some highlights from the previous week and the Bills. Mm. Uh, Difficult loss to the Chiefs. So he did tear up a little bit. Okay. Uh, kind of glad that I missed it. Uh, I have been staying away from watching too much of that right now just to keep yeah. my own sanity. Understandable. Yes, I want lots to, of interest. I saw a tweet from none other than Mike Lindsley that said uh, at game time, this this start of this game hurts hurts his heart to, yeah. to watch and and i can oh, understand yeah. that definitely uh from a bill's perspective and then uh again real quick nance and romo when we professed our hate for romo a couple of times over uh the text chain on sunday um were they killing you with all the references to the Bills game during this first half, especially they were, um, I thought heavy handed in it and I wasn't listening for it. I just, that was just a natural observation. If yep. it was my team, I would have probably heard 10 more references, but um, nope, I, did I, that I, hurt? I, did, um, I don't think it hurt so much as okay. from my perspective. And I, I think I would feel this way if it was talking about, another game that had led to that game, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't the Bills, mm-hmm. there was too much reference to it. Okay. You lead with it in the beginning, right. you talk about it a little bit, and then it's done. Then you have to be in the moment uh, and talking about the current game. I did hear good pal the Mad Dog today talking about Tony Romo and and uh, a lot of people talking about it. The guy is just, and I don't want to belabor this too much, too the late. guy's just all over the place during a broadcast. Oh, yeah. Plain and simple. And, oh, and he's suggesting and it's, to it's, let him score at the end of the game and right, you right. let and, them score and, and all this nonsense. And it's like, let's just the game make its organic ending and stop yeah. with that that crap. Uh, yes, and and as, it just makes noises as analysis. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it's like... Uh, yeah. Have another Corona and Lime and uh, <laughs> right. take Jessica Simpson oh. back to wherever you took her during the playoffs and uh, call this a career. Well, 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 we know it wasn't a playoff win. No, oh. no. But anyway, let's get Anyways, to the games. Anyways, we totally yeah. digress and let's talk about actual football. Let's do it. Uh uh, two more great games, Mike. Yes. Um, and obviously we're, we're, we're talking about the AFC game, uh, the Chiefs with home field advantage, hosting a, a fourth straight AFC yes. championship game yes. for the first time ever. Uh, the Bengals back for the first time since 1988 when they had Boomer Esiason and Chris Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. And the icky shuffle oh, yes. was was the thing that everybody was doing, and not just in Cincinnati, because I remember doing it 
during the year, not in the championship game because they were playing the Bills, but I definitely, definitely remember having a football in my hands doing the icky shuffle. So it's been a few years for the Bengals. Before I was the tall, slender, handsome devil that I am now, I was the short, fat, stinky kid trying to do this icky shuffle on the playground and uh, may have caught quite a uh, backlash from that. But that's fine. Uh, you're right. Everybody in the country was doing the icky shuffle. And there were some of the uh, pictures of like Chris Collinsworth in his first, uh, you know, reported to camp and how pasty white he was and skinny and uh, all Still of those is, by things. the way. And then the terrible Boomer Sice and Phil Sims combo on the pregame show, hugging each other and giving each other a hard time. Um, let's get into the meat of the game, Dave. Uh, the Chiefs came out right where they left off at the end of the Buffalo game. And uh, yeah, there I go, bringing it up again. Um, and <laughs> the last Take it game. easy there, Tony Romo. <laughs> and, I'm not uh, going to be like Jim Nance. I will call you out. Right, right. <laughs> uh, they come out on fire, and uh, I didn't realize you were headed home from work but I texted you the first touchdown uh, for the Chiefs was one of the most athletic uh, touchdowns I've seen by both Hill who did a full crossing across the back of the end zone zone. and Mahomes is you know go-go gadget arm uh, going around the corner of the linebacker and hitting Hill in perfect stride Uh, incredible off to a quick 7-0 start Uh, the Bengals go down and uh, stall a little bit and get a field goal Uh, Evan McPherson, as we'll hear through the uh, games, remains perfect in the postseason uh, with that field goal. And they end the first quarter down 7-3, but you get the feeling that Cincinnati's fully engaged, fully there, and has uh, a plan to beat these Bengals, um, which they couldn't do in week 17 of the regular season. Um, So then we get into the second quarter, unless you want to add something there, buddy. Uh, nope, uh, you're right. And you know, Ian Eagle was great on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, discussed the drive, said you know it, it couldn't have gone easier, and he described exactly what you said, how Mahomes rolled out, and and how Hill just went left and then sprinted right all the way across the back of the end zone. Um, yeah, disappointed I didn't see it, but Ian Eagle did a mm. did a good job describing it in the moment. On the radio. On the terrestrial radio. It still works. Uh, Still does. Not just a decoration in a museum, folks. Uh, so second quarter, you know, comes around and Mahomes drives down for two touchdowns. Uh, middle of the second quarter, it's 21-3. They seem to be making a, a, an effort to run the ball with McKinnon and Edwards-Alaire. Uh, Kelsey's getting into the mix. Uh, he definitely, you know, he caught the first touchdown, five-yard little uh, square out. And then uh, they kept getting the ball to Hardman probably just to, you know, loosen up the defense. And and Hardman, for some reason, decided he wanted to get uh, in the heads of the Bengals and tried to start fights, and it it wasn't working. Uh, So he just looked like a punk. But there they were at at halftime, up 21-10. Oh, let's let's hold on a second. Okay, buddy, what do you want to do? Um, There has been a lot, a lot made of – Andy Reid's coaching decisions in this game and the end of the half Mike was, was right there. Sure. Um, the chiefs. So like Mike said, you know, the Bengals get the touchdown and it's 21 10 and the chiefs get the ball back with a minute to go and, and drive down and, uh, 
keep trying to advance the ball and keep trying to get in the end zone, oh, Mike. Right, 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 right. And, um, you know, they have the last play, they have second and goal at the one with five seconds. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, you know, throws an incomplete pass. Um, oh, oh, throws a pass complete to Tyreek Hill for no gain. Yeah. And, you know, so much, so much has been made of this that the Chiefs were getting the ball to start the second half. You've got to kick the field goal there. Uh, just too much trying to get in the end zone and trying to be, you know, big, bad. And, okay, you got first and goal at the one. You take a shot in the end zone. If you don't get it, kick the field goal. Um, and as you see the third quarter unfold, and we'll talk about it, that was kind of a big momentum shift right there. Sure. Um you know, the, the Bengals, you know, kind of, you know, being able to hold, but, you know, mostly because of the Chiefs, um, you know, the Chiefs could have been up 24 to three. They could have been up three full touchdowns there, Mike. And when we get to the final score, I, I mean, that's a huge play when you're I mean, you've got Butker. I mean, he could make that kick probably with his left leg. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, a minute five left. They drove down. Any points are going to be, you know, icing on the cake. Uh, I also disagree strongly with the the play call, and maybe it wasn't the first read, but it seemed like it. Uh, they hit Hill on an out at like the three yard line while he was being double teamed. So all of his momentum's going towards the sideline, not that not the end zone and he's being double teamed and he just, you know, while he's fast and has a lot of moves uh, that just wasn't going to be successful. And you kind of felt like that was a moment going into halftime, Dave, Uh, that's a good call by you. And uh, it certainly ended up being uh, a moment that we would remember with them not scoring. Also, Dave, uh, I don't know if you watched any of the halftime show and I forget the gentleman that was playing uh, in the Uh, background. I did not. But I heard the Mad Dog go nuts on this today. So you, if you saw it, go ahead. I did not see halftime. Uh, I only saw a few minutes of it. I like Nate Burleson. I like Coach Cower. I wanted to, you know, check in on them. And uh, they were just getting drowned out by the music in the background. Like they were do, and you could tell they were visibly frustrated. Um, had to know what was happening somehow or there had to be some audio fixed to that beyond my technical abilities but certainly not cbs's technical abilities and uh you got to be more professional got to know what's going on behind you uh and uh i forget the gentleman's name that was performing but uh sounded loud and sounded good from what i could tell but you know with nate burleson's dulcet undertones underneath um was not a halftime show for the ages there uh no an absolute embarrassment by you know for cbs to not to look so unprepared, and again, I'm just going off what I heard on the radio today. No, both broadcasts how were embarrassing. Un- how we'll get unprepared, to Fox later, yeah. yeah, how unprepared they were, um, not knowing that that was going to go on, uh, t- the timing of it, the whole bit. Yeah. yeah, so that was that was definitely a rough spot. Yeah, absolutely. So we come out of halftime, Dave, and it seems like you know we said. Um, momentum changed a little bit and i don't know what the chiefs did at halftime what whatever they did they should never do it again because they came out like they were uh, i call it when i'm that tired and it's physically uh 
obvious that I'm walking through a car wash. I feel like I'm fighting uphill against a car wash. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that's what they looked like. Uh, and you had asked me earlier in text, you know, do you think the Chiefs will be uh, off a little bit? You know, momentum, the previous week's game, uh, have to be tired, has to be, you know, something that drained them. And in the first half, it did not look like it. But this entire second half, Dave, and I think you made that observation and I'm stealing your thunder. But um, no, go for it. They definitely looked uh, lethargic and half a step behind these Bengals who we're not going to quit even though you know the odds seemed long and they come out and uh, they go down and kick a field goal and tighten that to 21-13 like you said not 24-13 uh, 21-13, and then Burrow finally hits Jamar Chase for a touchdown. He'd been trying to really uh, force the ball to him a little, and then uh, Higgins and those guys uh, you know, picked up the pace for sure. They did a good job using Mixon out of the backfield, and uh, uh, P. Ryan did a great job out of the backfield for the Bengals. Uh, we forgot to mention uh, devastating uh injury in the first half to Uzama, their tight end, who has been uh, huge for them literally and physically. Um, all year. All year. And uh, big loss for them. So uh, other people stepped up and they did a <clears throat> great job. And they get this touchdown to, uh, you know, um, Jamar Chase. And they yes. get a uh, a uh, two-point attempt to some short white guy named T. Taylor. I had never heard of him until this game, to be honest <laughs> with you. And I, I thought I knew just about everyone in the NFL. But uh, anyway, two-point conversion, and all of a sudden, it's 21-all. And you can feel, to borrow a phrase from you that you borrowed from me, uh, the sphincters were tightening in Kansas City for sure. Uh, and the... Um, there were no more tomahawk chops and chants in the stands. It was quiet as a pin in there. And that's saying something in uh, Kansas City uh, with that raucous crowd as the third quarter ended, Dave. Yeah, definitely. And let's not forget the big interception oh, yeah. uh, for the Bengals that set up uh, that touchdown there. Um, you know, that was a huge play. Uh, and I'm trying to think, was this the fat guy interception? No, that's later in the game. I that's believe. later in the yeah. game. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, so they get an interception, uh, you know, after the field goal. And so they get the ball right back and, you know, drive down. So we get this, you know, and I, I was a little, I don't know, go back and forth on the two point tries. I had said to my boys, just kick the extra point. Uh, it's still in the third oh, no. quarter. I'm sorry. This no, was still, the fat guy interception. My bad. Okay, yes. okay. So still in the third quarter, and they go for two. But, yeah, the fat guy interception, um, I, I don't even know what Mahomes is doing. There's some sort of, like, screen pass. Right. And in he, the middle. Yep. Right. And, and the you know, the D lineman, like, rushes and then stands up, has his hands up. I mean, he could clearly – see what was going to happen. And Mahomes, I mean, hit him right in the hands. Yeah, and bounced straight you know, up. And him. the ball the ball popped up a little bit, and the guy catches it. Uh, just, you know, and, and this is a theme in the second half uh, with the Chiefs and with Mahomes, who played really just an absolutely awful second half. Um, and we'll get to that. So, yeah, the Chiefs go down, get the touchdown. 
I'm not a fan of the two-pointer there. I get why they went for it. Uh, Mike mentions uh, the T. Taylor guy. They put him in motion, mm-hmm. and he comes across the formation and goes right you know, right to the front of the end zone. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs knew that they were even thinking that the uh, Bengals would throw the ball to him. Right. They put him in motion. He's wide open. It's kind of like, you know, the Patriots used to do that with Edelman down on the goal line, too. Uh, right. Also small white guy. Right. Um, <laughs> but very, very similar play. And, and he's wide open for right. the two pointer. Um you yeah, know, and, and then, now we got a ball game. Go ahead. Yeah, and then Kansas City gets the ball back, three plays and out. You know, yeah, negative. They get two a yards. big interception of their own. Um, he's intercepted by uh, Burrow's intercepted by Sneed uh, to give the ball back right away, and then but nothing. They do nothing with it, like you said, three and out. Yep, yep, yep. So two three and out drives there, uh, and then the Bengals get the ball and. Boy, you start to think, you know, this was the this was really the only time, and I will say this, uh, and give him credit, although we probably shouldn't. This was the only time that I think Tony Romo was on to something mm-hmm. because there's, you know, uh, the Bengals are starting to drive. They get to, I think they were at like midfield with like nine minutes to go or so, and Tony Romo said, "You you get the feeling here that." The Bengals, are, the, the Bengals are going to get one shot, and then Mahomes is going to get one shot, and that's going to be it, just based on how the game was going. And, and the, the Chiefs had done nothing. Um, yeah. But I, I get what Tony Romo was saying. Like The Bengals could put a long drive together, and that's exactly what they did, Mike. Uh, 11 plays, 46 yards, took 6.23 off the clock. Um and I mean, I was a little disappointed with with the play calling when they get down there. Um, they run a little like short pass to Perrine and um, he gets tackled for for no gain on third and ten. Yeah, that wasn't um, going anywhere. You know, after they had Very done one conservative, they had done one on the other side to Jamar Chase and he had lost five yards. Right. Um, so it really just, yeah, ultra conservative um, and not what they've been doing the whole game. So you trot McPherson out there, um, you know, and he does what he does, 52-yard field goal, and he bangs it through, and the Bengals take the lead. But, you know, guess what? You still have Mahomes on the other side, Mike, and they had plenty, plenty of time. Just over six minutes six left minutes, in the game. Six minutes, four seconds to go down. Uh, and who would have thought juxtaposed against the previous week where the Bills and the Chiefs, uh, you know, scored so much in the last two minutes of the game that at 12 minutes and change on the clock in the fourth quarter, each team was going to get the ball once and that was it and made Tony Romo, uh, you know, <laughs> seem like he knew what he was talking about. You know, even a broken clock is right twice a day, Dave, uh, just in case you're wondering. Uh, but, uh, you know, sin- no, uh, that's an oldie but a goodie, folks. Write that one down. Use oh, it with yeah. your friends. They'll laugh. Absolutely. 
so Kansas City, uh, you know, drives down the field, dinking and dunking all the way, uh, except for one big pass uh, on third and one. They hit Kelsey for 18 yards, uh, and that was, you know, big to bring them into uh, Bengals territory. And, you know, they had a nice uh play after that as well to McKinnon but really it's uh, five yards or less all the way down the field uh, and oh my gosh Dave third and yeah, nine let, yeah let's let's get into these last couple of plays third um, and nine with 39 seconds left and Mahomes is scrambling and now there's a several times in this game where he practically did the hokey pokey back there he turned himself oh, yeah. around jumped through hoops lit him on fire just to get out of uh sack situations and he does this again but he's got the ball in his throwing hand loosey-goosey a little bit and yep. sure enough for a split second it's prone on the ground for the right to go to the super bowl uh, with, like I said, 39 seconds left, uh, Mahomes had backpedaled and scrambled, and the ball got knocked loose. Uh, right, Hendrickson, right? Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, who was a beast all day for Cincinnati. Yeah. Good for oh, my him. goodness. Yep. Uh, and the ball's just right there. Uh, and somebody named Hubbard, which I believe was a lineman, recovered it uh, for yep. Kansas City. Uh Luckily for the Chiefs to give them the opportunity to set Harrison Bucker up for a 44-yard field goal with three seconds left. Imagine if the ball lay there prone and time ran out, buddy. The contra- Not the controversy, <laughs> but the, the agony of defeat that that would have been. Yeah. Um, well, and let's, you know, let's break it down even further, Mike. Get it. The Chiefs, the Chiefs had first and goal at the five-yard mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. and end up with Butker having to kick a 44-yard field goal. Yeah, um, that's how and, bad. And, you know, Mahomes took back-to-back sacks Yes. Uh, on those, you know, and both plays very similar where he's running around. You know, the, the Bengals, uh, to their credit, dropped people back, played coverage, gave, uh, you know, not a lot of places to throw. Now, they did show the replay on that third-and-goal uh, pass, uh, and they showed it from up above, and you could see, and I don't know if you saw this in the replay, Mike, I did, you could see Kelsey go down and turn, and he was open. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I don't know why Mahomes didn't throw it. Uh, uh, I mean, it looked He's to scrambling. Me, it's hard. You know, it's just hard. It's hard to say. You know, yeah. it, it is, but it's just, it's one of those things that made me think of, um, a younger, you know, Josh Allen a couple of years ago where he wouldn't let the ball go right. um, and then end up taking a sack or, you know, making a bad interception. Uh, this very bizarre, very bizarre. Mahomes in the Super Bowl last year where things kind of got out of control a little. He tried to play too much hero ball and, you know, backfired on him and he got beat up. I mean, he was under the pass rush that he was, you know, in the Super Bowl. But still, uh, they got behind on the chains. They got behind on the scoreboard. They got behind on the clock and uh, sphincters tighten. And um, there we were, you know, for all of we want Eric B. Enemy to get a head coaching job. Where are the winning plays in these moments? It's great to have those spectacular plays and 97 shifts at the goal line for the same 
same shovel pass you've thrown every time. But uh, where were these plays, you know, to win games and drive down the field here uh, at crunch time? Just didn't happen. But for the Chiefs, luckily, Budker does nail the 44-yard field goal. And now the stadium's electric. Everyone's freaking out because they did tie it, escaped what looked like – you know, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory for the Chiefs, uh, and they go into overtime again, Dave. Uh, go yeah, ahead. you're shaking I, I, your you head. Know, I, I, no, it's just, I mean, what can you say? I mean, right. you're talking about, you know, this is now the fifth game in a week, you know, week plus, and it's another overtime game. Right. Very interesting. I don't remember who, I don't remember if it was Nance or Romo, uh, it probably was Nance, just because this is the kind of thing that he says. No team has ever won back-to-back overtime games in the playoffs. Oh, all right. So you probably have that. Probably a small but I, sample size, but right. all right. Oh, oh absolutely. But yeah. I, I'm with you, Mike. The place is rocking and rolling. The Chiefs are thinking, oh, we, we dodged a bullet there. Um, and the go coin up. toss goes the Chiefs' way. The Chiefs' way, yes. They, they called – uh, yeah, they, they, called, they called, they called heads and got it. Uh, you know, everybody's moaning and groaning. I did hear the mad dog say this today and I thought it was hilarious that, um, Roger Goodell had to be hoping upon hope that the chiefs didn't score mm-hmm. on the opening drive because of all of the stuff you heard all this last week about, the Bills not getting their chance to have the ball in overtime. Right. Um, so we read Rogers Goodell's dreams come true here at the NFL. Yep. Yep. And where's uh, the puke emoji when you need it? Yep. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and his sphincter was tightening up a little bit, I think. Um, <laughs> and so the Chiefs get the ball, Mike. Yes. And, you know, a little ink, a couple of incomplete passes. They get to third down, and Mahomes goes deep for Tyreek Hill. And, Boy, I, I had to see the replay a couple of times because the ball like comes in to Tyreek Hill and the two defenders for the Bengals, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, the Bengals guys running the other way, and my younger son is saying he intercepted. I was like, "What?" Yeah, and they show the replay, and it the ball just it, it came into the three of them and it got tipped, but it didn't like go up or left. Or right, it just kind of stayed in the same spot. Mm-hmm. So, like to the naked eye, it was very for me, anyways. And maybe it's just because I'm 47. Uh, very difficult to see that the ball immediately changed hands. So the Bengals pick off Mahomes in overtime. And Mike, as the overtime rules go, uh, regular season or postseason, now it's a free. Now it's a free for all. First score wins as now both teams have touched and had possession in overtime. Yeah, and and the Bengals didn't have to go like the whole length of the field, but it was still, you know, a decent amount. Uh, Kansas City uh, had good field position on the kickoff. So uh, the Bengals come and, you know, they I was afraid they were going to be really conservative, but they weren't. They came out throwing the ball, you know, they did run mix in a couple of times, you know, to start the clock off. Um, but throwing the ball around gets down the field, uh, Higgins with a catch. We get a big 13 yarder, um, uh, to mix in right. And 
sets everybody up for a field goal for our MVP, Dave. Um, <laughs> here comes McPherson, Evan McPherson, Shooter, as they uh, yes. have nicknamed him after oh my Shooter gosh. McGavin and, uh, you know, your boy Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes. Uh, you eat pieces of poop like me for breakfast? Gross. Uh, Shooter McGavin. No. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't seen Happy Gilmore, folks. Go uh, see it. It's where hilarious. Have you been? Yes. You're listening to the wrong podcast then. Uh, so anyway, uh, suspense is over. Third and 11, McPherson, uh, 31 yards. Uh, chaos ensues. Bengals all over the place, hugging and crying. Uh, Chiefs also crying for the other reason. Um, not much from... Kelsey or Hill or any of the other guys that like to taunt a little bit. Um, but Mahomes, you know, and Burrow classy as usual. Uh, Mahomes classy in defeat, giving them all the uh, accolades that the Bengals deserve. And your Cincinnati Bengals, like all of us predicted in the preseason, are Absolutely. your AFC Super Bowl um representatives uh unbelievable dave that uh they made the super bowl after four losses uh i've got a stat here since 2000 who do you think's had the longest odds to represent the afc in the super bowl i know that's kind of a big question that if i didn't yeah, ask you I mean, before uh, well, you know no knowing that the bengals just won i mean i i would literally you, and you said AFC, right? Right, AFC only. Uh, I mean, you, it, it'd have to be, you know, you're looking at Jacksonville, mm. the Bengals, and the Browns. I mean, uh, really. That actually made it to the Super Bowl. The Browns haven't made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, oh right, right, right. I, so sorry. the Bengals, also, it's a bad question to ask, put you on the spot about. Uh, Bengals wore plus 8,000 going into the season. Longest odds wow. ever. Second longest odds, 2001 Patriots plus 2,000. Uh, then the 2010 Steelers at 1,000. Um, yeah. And on and on it goes. But, yeah, uh, plus 8,000, well, well, well behind anybody that thought that they were ever <laughs> going to make the playoffs. Uh, crazy. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's hard. They come into the season, uh, and, you know, let's remember, and my older son pointed this out, two years ago the Bengals had the worst record in the league. Right. Um, and, you know, they get Joe Burrow in the draft, and then he gets hurt. You come into this season, I, I can remember talking about it. Like, what's Joe Burrow going to do? How is he going to bounce back? Uh, you know, and he obviously bounced back in a huge, huge way. I did like this stat, too. They mentioned on the broadcast uh, by CBS that no number one draft pick has ever taken his team to the Super Bowl in his second year. Right. Um, and so... You know, a lot of times, the you know, the number one draft picks, they're going to teams that are terrible. How about and a lot of those guys were not good, you know. Third player ever to take, um, to win a college national championship and take his team to the Super Bowl. I might be getting this wrong. Never mind. Uh, the answer, no, maybe it must have been win the Heisman Trophy and then take his team to the Super Bowl as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh 
Joe Namath and Dan Marino are the answers to whichever question I'm asking. <laughs> I forget <laughs> now. I, I got in the middle okay, of it and forgot. Forgive me, that's folks. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Senior moment. When you turn 50, let me know. Um, so some people have been saying that, you know, this is going to be bad for the NFL ratings-wise, but I think the NFL loves that the Bengals made it. One, it validates all these young coaching hires um, and all these staffs made up of, you know, these co-mingled coaches from younger coaching trees. And two, it shows every team in the NFL has a shot to turn it around quickly, except oh, maybe yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars but uh, or the Houston Texans at this point. But still, right. it, sh- it shows every team's got a shot every season. Um, and this just validates all of that. So I think the NFL Absolutely. overall is happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like about this Bengals team? Oh, you got to love mean, them. You've got... Yeah. You know, you've got the the Joe Burrow. You also have Jamar Chase. You know, they were teammates at LSU and won the national championship there. Uh, you've got, you know, you've got a great defense. You got a rookie kicker who's got ice water in his veins. Yeah. Who, by the way, has made four field goals now in three straight postseason games, and he was the first one to do it in two straight. Right. Uh, you know, they're just. It's a nice team, you know. They're they're a likable that because they haven't been you know stuck in our minds for twenty years like the Patriots. Um, what's not to like? Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, sure, would they want Kansas City in the Super Bowl again with Mahomes and all of that? Sure, but are you? This is a great great story uh, for Cincinnati and for the NFL. Um, and what a great comeback, too. You know, let's yep. not lose that, that they were down 21 to 3. In championship games, that usually means you're done. Yes. Against and, the high powered Chiefs at, you know, Chiefs Stadium. I mean, at Arrowhead. I mean, it's just unbelievable um, what the Bengals have done this season. So good for them. Uh, and, you know, they're going. Uh, all the way to Los Angeles for um, the big matchup. And Dave, so let's get into the NFC game, uh, if you're ready here with oh, yeah. uh, the Rams and the 49ers. And uh, I've heard it said that before last year, Dave, no team has ever made the Super Bowl when it's in their home stadium. And then Tampa Bay did it last year. So we figured we're good for, you know, another 50, 55 years sure. for another team does it. Or this season again, back to back. Twenty to seventeen. You know, we already know the out, outcome of, of this game, but you know, let's get into the nuts and bolts of it again. Uh, both quarterbacks, uh, Garoppolo and uh, Stafford, look really ramped up early. Um, their balls are, you know, a little high and a little wide. That's that's usually a sign of putting too much heat on the ball and letting it sail. Uh, yep. And they were both doing that and uh, both defenses uh, maybe hitting a little, not late, but aggressive. Um, not what they would do in the normal uh, regular season game and the refs letting them play a little bit. But really, yeah, the, the, the refs, I don't, I'm not sure they even had flags in their pockets uh, in the playoffs so far because yeah. Not a lot of penalties called. And, you know, I don't know how the players adjust to that, Mike, because there have been, you know, penalties. You know, like you look at even a battle between an offensive line and a defensive line, you know, the offensive line is able to get away with holding. Uh, They're going to continue to do it, and the defensive line is going to get frustrated by it. Right. Um, But, yeah, definitely, you know, the officiating, unfortunately, continues to be a, 
uh, a theme there. But yeah, three plays and out for both teams uh, on their first drives, Mike. Um, and really, and then, the first quarter is just pretty much back and forth that way, right? Uh, there was an interception, though, Matthew Stafford special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, well, Matthew Stafford's special for me would be the pick six on the other end. Uh, <laughs> but this one, you know, he he forces it into Cooper Cup, throws it a little bit behind him, uh, and it gets tipped up and intercepted right in the end zone. Uh, and, you know, they had a nice drive going, 10 plays, 64 yards, five and a half minutes. But, right. um, yeah, so you start to think, oh, you know, Stafford, he sure he got the monkey off his back the week before, but uh, – did the monkey somehow travel to LA and uh, get out, get out on the field? Um, I almost yeah. feel like they should just run the first play and have Stafford throw the ball directly at the defense. Of course, we we're going to see that later and it didn't really play out, but oh, uh, yes. early in the game, it seems like Stafford has to throw on away before he gets settled in. Um, but it didn't hurt him here in the first quarter as there's no blood all the way through. Uh, no, but then they put together, Mike, go ahead. that just tremendous drive. Uh, their longest drive uh, of the season, 18 plays, 88 yards, nine and a half minutes off the clock. Uh, just, I mean, just tremendous, you know, and we were, we were texting back and forth, just, you know, mixing run, pass, run, pass, run, pass, pass, run, uh, you know, just great, great yep. play calling, uh, you know, everything just working. And then, you know, he's able to get Cooper cup, the MVP yeah. in the end zone for the 16 yard touchdown. Uh, how does he get that open? I mean, everyone knows he's getting the ball and him and Odell had a great game as wide receivers. Oh yeah. Uh, and the Rams lost Tyler Higby. They're starting tight end just like the Bengals did. And, uh, were able to overcome it. Also, you know, lost, um, one of their wide receivers too, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or a tackle. And so they uh, were well, very and short. Cam Akers, Cam Akers. Oh, got Cam Akers. Too. Right. So they're very short handed, especially in, um, packages where they needed big bodies, uh, in this game. But, uh, yeah, incredible, incredible drive using all of the plays and all of the talent. And like you said, uh, 18 plays championship type drive at the end, uh, there for a touchdown so great job out of them and so what do we got here dave where are we in the game i'm uh, we're into the second quarter now and and you know the 49ers have the ball and we talked about it last week and you just have to talk about it again debo samuel oh my goodness Uh, i mean they throw this little you know kind of screen pass you don't think anything's gonna happen with it and my gosh, the guy just barrels through guys and runs away from guys and goes 44 yards for the touchdown. Uh, and it really felt, you know, it really felt like the Rams were going to, you know, really going to do something here and start to pull away. But, man, oh, man, Debo Samuel is just, he's just uh, just a great, great player. He's at the point now where I'm surprised when he does get tackled. Like, he runs yeah. through and around people. He does both. So you don't know what's coming. And at the end of this touchdown, 44 yards, he lays out Superman style, hits the ball against the pylon. And oh, that's touchdown. right. Really yes. just max, max effort. Uh, incredible 
incredible play and player um, and, you know, gets the San Francisco 49ers uh, right there tied up right at seven now in the yep, yep. second quarter. So. Yep. And, you know, so now now we've got a game. I, I had texted Mike, you know, the the feeling of the game that it, now the teams were kind of settling in. You're starting to to get a feel that this right. is going to stay as a close game uh, now that both teams have gotten into the end zone. Um, but the Rams come right back out, Mike, and they go, you know, marching down the field for a little bit. Uh, and then they, you know, they, they have some difficulties, uh, you know, again, with some of these, some of these plays, you know, they throw this, Oh no, that was deep to Beckham. This is not that drive. Okay. Uh, but the drive stalls out, uh, at the San Francisco 36 and, so this he is trots. the drive where uh, Ben Skoranek, the rookie um, for the Rams from Notre Dame, drops the pass wide open in the back of the end zone on first and ten, uh, and then so they end up having to try and attempt a forty-one yard field goal. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. So uh, so Matt Gay comes out uh, or fifty is it a fifty-four yard field 54, goal? Fifty-four. Yeah, fifty-four yard field goal, and it's just no good. It was never good, right off the no. foot. Nope. Yep. Wide, right, Shank right from the beginning. Right. Yep. Right. So, you know, I think that was, you know, that was interesting. And, it, you know, he certainly can make them. We talked sure. last week. He, he is the Pro Bowl kicker. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe you go for it. It's fourth and eight uh, at the San Francisco 36. Maybe you go for it there, and maybe and, in the Super Bowl we'll see that. Yeah, because you know, he, he and, hasn't been hitting those long distance ones. He missed fifty-four yards the week before, fifty-two yards. Yep, and the forty-seven yarder that didn't even make it. Right. Um. So yeah, so you know, then the Forty ers get the ball back, Mike, and you know, nice little drive. Uh, I really thought you know Garoppolo just looked great on this drive. You know, the two-minute yes. drill, uh, a minute fifty to go. You know, pass to Hasty, pass to Ayuk, which was really nice. Uh, he did a little scramble there at the end. Yeah, a little Garoppolo. scramble. Garoppolo. Yeah. Um, He's got legs. Yeah, and uh, just a really nice drive to put him in position. And they trot out Robbie Gold. He kicks the field goal, and that's it. At halftime, it's ten to seven, Forty Niners. Uh, and you know, it at that point. For me, I kind of felt like this is more a 49ers game than it is a Rams game. You know, the, it did feel the, like that. You know, the the Rams, you would have thought if they were winning at halftime, maybe they have 14, 17, 20 points. But here they are stuck on seven with that Matt Stafford interception in the end zone and the missed field goal. Uh, some missed chances for the Rams in the first half, Mike. Absolutely. Can we digress on a little place kicker controversy dave i don't know if you've been following this at all but our boy robbie gold formerly of chicago bear fame um has had a few issues the last few weeks with practice kicks so he played against dallas near the end of the season and the cheerleaders were on the field doing their little pom-pom routine and uh he was kicking off a practice you know self-held ball kind of situation and he was literally i don't know four yards from the closest cheerleader and practicing field goals over their head and everyone's like okay that's kind of weird but he's got to do what he's got to do and then last week in green bay they came out of a timeout green bay's defense is on the field 
same thing. He's out there practicing field goals during the timeout. It was starting to get icy over there, and he was two yards from the defense. I mean, he was already there. The defense came out um, and stood in front of him. Um, there was a lot of complaining about it uh, after the game against Green Bay. And then this week, Dave, at the end of the half where he just kicked this field goal, uh, the ran- he was practicing uh, before they came out of a timeout. And the Rams defense was out there. And Jalen Ramsey, of course, was running his mouth. They sent the defense out in case it was a fake. And um, Gold hits the um, field goal to end the half. And then all of a sudden, he and Jalen Ramsey are face-to-face and snot-to-snot. And it's like, dude, this is not the dude you want to get in the fight with if you're a field goal kicker. No, it is not. There's going to be rules coming out about when the field goal kicker can get on the field because of his actions this year. Uh, And his... Uh, he was interviewed after the game uh, yesterday and asked about all of it. And he said, listen, I got to do what I got to do uh, to be in the right space and the right practice for me to be successful. And nothing and nobody's going to stop that. And I would guarantee you that the no fun league, the NFL, is going to stop it. Otherwise, he's either going to you know, slip and kick some poor cheater right in the face or some defender is going to run up and block it and then there's going to be a fight. And uh, I don't know if the NFL would be wrong, but stopping it. It seems a little bit excessive. I don't see other kickers doing it, but um, just a little halftime. Let's digress and talk about kicker controversy. What do you think? Do you have an you know, opinion on the situation? Uh, it's, you know. Uh, no, I don't. That's why I'm asking I've, you. No, no. It's interesting. You know, I've I've been at a lot of college football games, and I've seen at halftime. Wayne, where did you go to college? Uh, Syracuse University. How many times? Uh, twice. That's double why, dip Dave. That's there's... why they call me Double Dip Dave. <laughs> there yes. you go. Uh, wrote it down so I could make sure to, uh, bring it up again in the podcast. So thank you. Um, and I, you know, a lot of times I couldn't believe that the kickers were out there, uh, you know, punting and kicking field goals while the other teams were out there, uh, at halftime. So I I think that's really strange. Uh, what it reminds me of though, and I'm hoping you can remember this, Mike, and if our Tens of fans uh, don't know this. I want you to go on YouTube and find it. Do you remember uh, Mike Vanderjet from the Colts? Mm-hmm. And he, I don't remember the exact situation, something about making a tackle on a play. And Mark Schlereth absolutely lost his mind talking about Vanderjet and saying like, Oh, you made a tackle. Oh, you stud you. (laughs) This is all I could think of when you're talking about kickers and kickers getting attitude is just Mark Schlereth going off about, about Vanderjet and his, his big play, whatever it was. I'm going to have to go look it up again so I can see, but Mark Schlereth absolutely just, just tears him a new one. And, when you uh, bring Vanderjet's name up, the only thing I remember is Peyton Manning saying uh, our kicker got drunk and ran out and run his mouth because uh, Vanderjet was in the press running his mouth about something. So uh, That may have been the same thing. Might like, have been the same sitch, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, we spent way too much time no, talking about No, it's a good halftime break. But Let's is, get back yeah, into the yep, seriousness. Yeah. Back into it, yeah. So we so we get into the, the third quarter, and the, the Niners have a – little bit of a drive, eight plays, 30 yards, but 
they have to punt. Um, and then the Rams get the ball and drive down. And oh, Mike. Oh, this, no. this. Oh, no. Oh, what gosh. are they doing? I, I know he's 36 years old, Mike, uh-huh. the coach of the Rams. 37, I believe. But, 37, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, what in the world is he doing? First of all, so they get to this fourth and one at the San Francisco 43, and they run a QB sneak with Stafford. Mm -hmm. And uh, initial looks, uh, he didn't get very far. And it's fourth and one. I mean, you don't have to get very far. It's a long one, too. It wasn't exactly, you know, inside the one. It was Right, right, right. The the, the full yard. So I texted Mike and said, have they done that this year? Because that just, that seemed... odd like I and I get maybe it's just because they haven't done it that much because the Rams you know they they don't end up in a fourth and one and they're not usually doing it with Stafford I thought that was a strange call but whatever so that's it you know they're like oh and immediately they're going to come out and measure it and so we're going to measure it and it's short and they show the replay and there's really I mean they never showed the replay going to commercial. Oh, this that's right. Fox Let's get on broadcast was Fox. terrible with replays. Please. First, I mean, just all the time going to commercial without showing us a replay and then coming back with a bad angle. I don't know if they didn't have enough cameras or, or not showing it at all. A new stadium or what the deal is, but absolutely terrible by Fox. But also oh. the other thing we need to address here, Dave, is you're about to tell us that uh, Sean McVay is going to challenge the spot. This, yes. He all season he challenged once all year. In this game he challenges twice, and both of them he loses. And I don't know what he was looking at or whoever. No, his and both person. of them were absolutely right. terrible. This wasn't absolutely. even close. No, not even close. Um, and very often, you know, when you have these plays where all of the players are bunched close together like that and you can't you can't get a good view they're never going to overturn it right even even in that case and this was not the case it was pretty clear that he didn't get it and there wasn't a huge pile up there still were a lot of players the ball was pretty visible i don't know what he's thinking there uh just ridiculous so he loses a timeout let's see now this is yes he loses he loses a timeout yep. uh, on the challenge. And, oh, my gosh. You know, what the heck is going on? So the 49ers take the ball and and put together, uh, again, just another masterful drive by Garoppolo. Yep. Typical 49ers, you know, some runs, uh, you know, some, some passes, some good plays, you know, just – uh, just a great drive uh, from Garoppolo and he's able to get George Kittle in the end zone and the big guy gets the touchdown and his so now first postseason touchdown. Yes. And they're, so now they're up 17 to seven mm-hmm. and geez, Mike, I really, really thought that was going to be it. I, I did I, too. I, I, like you, know, you said, it, it felt like a Niners game. It was physical. It was, uh, you know, very difficult for the Rams to move the ball. Um, they were not getting those huge chunk plays, even though, you know, Cup and Odell and those guys were having a nice game, but they were all short and quick. 
uh, it seemed like. And when it was became a two-score game, uh, you just didn't feel like you'd ever seen Stafford have that kind of miracle comeback. Not even a miracle, but a good steady comeback. So I was, I was with you. It felt like a Niners game all the way. You know, the Niners had owned the Rams. Shanahan had beaten McVay six times in a row. Uh, all of that, it just felt like, okay, fourth quarter, uh, the Niners are going to take care of business, and there's no way the Rams are going to come back. But that's why they play the games, folks. <laughs> that absolutely is why they play the games. And so the Rams get the ball back, and just like we thought they were going to do the whole time is put a touchdown drive together. I say that tongue-in-cheek. Right. Seven plays, 60 yards, three and a half minutes, Mike. And, uh, you know, going down through here and they get the touchdown to Cooper Cup. Now, something else that happens in this in this drive, Mike, is the Rams end up having to burn another timeout uh, because they couldn't get a play in. Um, And so now you're not even into the fourth quarter and you're losing and your coach has done, you know, one dumb bleep. Uh, challenge right. and you lost a timeout and now you lost another one. Uh, and you know, I didn't, I just didn't think they were going to get a touchdown on this drive because multiple times they were getting right down to zero. Uh, and that happened on the 49ers side too. And I was surprised by that. There was a lot of times that they could have called delay of game and the, the yeah, refs just they're pretty liberal it, just with it. Yeah. Let it go. I mean, a good second, second and a half, not calling it. Uh, so th- they could have been in really rough shape, but they overcome all of that. And Stafford finds Cooper cup again, 11 yards for a touchdown. And there you go. Now it's 17, 14 and you're going into the fourth quarter. Another close game, Mike. Yeah, it's uh, crazy, this NFL postseason. I don't know. I haven't thought about it in the realm of, is this just really classic great football, or is it just closer because the competition uh, and the field uh, of play has been leveled with all the rules and the drafts and all that? I'd probably lean towards the second part, but... Uh, I, I'm going to have to think about that and do some research on that one. But anyway, we get into this fourth quarter, Dave, and, uh, you know, the Niners start with the ball and six plays and out. Uh, they get the one first down and uh, end up having to punt. And then uh, the Rams get the ball and go down nine plays, Dave. Again, just big play after big play. Cooper Cup. Another huge catch, 16 yards uh, on third and 10 to get the ball, you know, deep in Niners territory. And uh, they do end up taking a loss on a really bad play call. You and I talked about it um, doing the um, short little screen pass to Sony Michelle. Uh, and they end up losing four yards and losing momentum, but still settling for a field goal with Matt Gay, who is not inspiring uh, confidence, as we've talked about before, but he does nail <laughs> yeah. this 40-yarder. Uh, and now we got a game. It's 17-17, buddy. And the Niners, um, super conservative, when you wonder why Jimmy G is not on the Niners, I pointed out several drives through the year 
where he did this. Look at the last few drives uh, of this game, and that's why they drafted Trey Lance and are moving on from Jimmy G. Um, they get The Niners get the ball. They go three plays, minus five yards, 23 seconds, and out. Uh, yep. No gain, no gain. Penalty, yep. I mean, just bad. Yep. Um, and the Rams come, they get the ball, and they go down 10 plays, Dave. Four minutes, 40 seconds. Uh, Akers and Michelle, Odell with a big catch. Cup again, just uh, you're not sure exactly what they're going to do. It felt like... Uh, um, let's not forget let's not forget Blanton. Oh so he's he's in Great there, call. you know, he's in Great there uh for Higby and he had a he had a nice game. I mean he yes. had yeah, he gets a couple of catches here. Uh just, you know, and they use the tight end in this offense and, and for Blanton to step in and just just play such a nice you know, he didn't have to, you know, do great. He just had to catch the ball and they threw it to him. Five complimentary. Targets, five catches, 57 yards coming in in the second quarter. Um, yep. Unbelievable job by him. Good hit. Yep. Yep. So it's, you know, great, uh, great drive there. Um, and they kick, uh, so they kick another field goal. The Rams do a 30 yard chipper shot for Matt Gay. And this offensive explosion we were expecting is now a field goal defensive battle, uh, 20 to 17. And during this time, we see uh, one thing Fox did get right is they get a shot of Aaron Donald and he's bringing all the defense over on the sideline. And apparently, oh, yeah. he's not a very vocal guy in the locker room and more of a lead. By example type dude um but he got everybody pumped up verbally on the sidelines um, oh he was screaming screaming at people and when that guy screams everyone pays attention and um he showed out on these next three plays dave uh i'm with most people that he's one of if not the best defensive player in the league but he hadn't really had that moment he hadn't had a big game moment he hadn't had a playoff moment well when they got to third down and 13 the Niners did uh and Garoppolo who had made two terrible um plays to begin with one for no gain and one for minus three yards on your you know right like, what are you doing? Dream drive to go to the Super Bowl that every kid that dreams about playing quarterback wanted to play. Uh, he, Garoppolo drops back, and Aaron Donald is right in his face. Uh, he spins. Garoppolo spins. Uh, Von Miller's coming over the other side, has him in his grasp, and uh, Garoppolo just flips the ball in the air trying to hit an open running back. Ball's intercepted, run back, um and you know he's tackled lays down or whatever and that's the ball game folks they you know three uh kneel downs and the game's over and i was so happy for matthew stafford uh, absolutely oh my gosh yeah uh toiled in detroit never really won anything in georgia georgia even though they had a ton of talent uh went to detroit had a little bit of talent early made some playoffs but never really contended uh the Rams as an organization really are all in on this season. Uh, we've detailed that before with not only the trade for Stafford in the off season, but bringing in Odell and Von Miller and, you know, just incredible 
incredible uh, buy-in by that entire organization. And uh, just so happy for him and his family to see him celebrate like that as the Rams win 2017 and will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. What else you got on this game, Dave? Um, yeah, not really sure what Garoppolo was doing um, on this last. And I, I get it. Like, they showed a replay from the end zone, and uh, <clears throat> and it was up, you know, so you, you, you had a really good perspective. You could see what Jimmy G was looking at. Sure. And he's, he's, you know, he's getting tackled, and as he gets, his body gets spun around, you could see he sees the 49ers player out of the corner of his eye, and there's nothing between him and the player so what does he do? He just does kind of like a shovel pass. Right. And never just, had a chance. Just had way too much on it. You know, it goes right over his head and, and intercepted it. Now, what I will say, and I have to laugh about this, right before this play, watching the, the ball with my with my boys, watching the game with my boys, and my older son says, and this is where Jimmy G just comes apart. <laughs> And to then literally see him come apart, I right. mean, that like it was a, as a accurate a description of what happened prior to it happening. You know, it was just amazing to me. And he does that sometimes. He'll he'll you know, he's that guy that calls the interception before it happens and oh, that kind of deal. That kind uh, of guy. Yeah, and he does it with the Bills, and I don't like it. So no, really, you don't like it when someone mm-mm. calls for interceptions or turnovers yeah, when and, your favorite team's playing in an important yep. game. Yeah, really? yeah, and there are times Tell that me more I have about to, this. Uh, yeah. I have to nicely and in a very calm, fatherly way mm-hmm. tell him to keep his mouth shut oh, okay. uh, when that stuff goes on. Anyways, right. uh, Jimmy G comes apart at the seams there, Um and just great stuff for the Rams all the way around. Stafford, Donald, uh, McVay getting out by the skin of his teeth after really giving the 49ers every chance. Boy, uh, he's probably the least effective person on the field for the Rams, really, McVay was, between the timeouts and uh, oh. some of the uh, challenges and play calls. Uh, yeah. And the week before, we know he got super conservative, and he just needs to just – throw caution to the wind. They have the weapons. They have the defense. Uh, I know easy for me to criticize the guys going to uh, the Super Bowl and his second Super Bowl in four years. And um, so I guess he's the one that knows what he's talking about and I'm not, but uh, still. No, but it's a fair point, Mike, because if you remember, and that was literally the worst Super Bowl of all time, uh, the Patriots and Rams, but uh, the Rams were just uber conservative in that Super Bowl and right. you know McVeigh just he looked you know he calls the plays he looked nervous in that game and right. you know you'd seen them just be so explosive all year let's see if he learned from that experience uh when they play the Bengals in 2 weeks and he should throw caution to the wind uh and just open it up because that's what you need to do at times uh when you get to those situations now he was also kind of doing that with some of his challenges, but sure. my gosh, uh, like you said earlier, somebody in in a booth somewhere has to be saying, "Sean, that's that no, that's 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 not a good call." Uh, and so now, Mike, I think, you know, and it's so hard with Super Bowls to to predict how they're going to go, and you know, this two week gap, and 
uh, it, it changes so many things. But uh, I think there's the potential to have a really good Super Bowl here. Uh, you've got two great defenses. You've mm-hmm. got explosive quarterbacks. Uh, you know, explosive uh, skill position players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it, it has all the makings. Um, and two teams playing well, uh, not playing their best football, but playing well. You know, both of them, I think, and they probably would tell you this too, we haven't played our best game yet. Um, the potential for a really great Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to give away or neither of you who we're going to nope. pick yet. Uh, we got two not. weeks of content to fill. Uh, however, uh Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. I will say, Dave, not impressed with the new stadium um, in L.A. Not enough noise for me. Way too many Niners fans there for a home game. Um, it'll be interesting to see the crowd mix for the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure there's a portion of tickets set aside for Bengals fans, but um, just oh yeah, that had that new corporate feel. You couldn't. There was no flyover before the game. Um, although I thought uh, you know the national anthem with Brandy was pretty good, but yes. um, not you know not impressed with the new stadium from a, a fan's perspective especially on tv but we'll see you know they'll jack it up and juice it up for the uh, super bowl for sure uh, oh yeah another I think home they're, team. yeah i think they're adding uh, i saw this sometime during the season i i think they have the ability to add like thirty thousand more seats do they really? um yeah i because they were talking about it and saying okay they're at like 70 or something capacity, but they could get up to over a hundred for the Super Bowl. So, uh, that would have a college atmosphere. That would be cool. Yeah. And hopefully it's not like the situation in Dallas where that they were selling seats that were fold out seats behind poles where you can see, Let's uh, forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Typical Dallas. So Dave, um, let's wrap it up there. Uh, I know we say we're going to maybe talk about some other stuff, but we're a little long in the tooth here today. So uh, check us out later. We've got two weeks of NFL content to fill before the Super Bowl. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about uh, coaching decisions and off season moves and uh, who's going to go where and when. So appreciate uh, all you brought to the table here. Double dip Dave with our, uh, NFL Championship Week uh, recap. Check us out. Like uh, we say always here at Think Tank Sports, we strive for five.